Hello and welcome to the Youth Initiative Scotland podcast. Today we have on our show a good, good friend of mine, a man who I have great respect for, a priest, Father James O'Reilly, from Belfast in Northern Ireland, a priest now in Antrim. I was able to interview him a couple of weeks ago, it was a very enjoyable interview, good to hear him, good to hear what he had to say, in particular in relation to how Youth Initiatives has helped him discover meaning and purpose for his life and, and how he's he's using that and going forward. If you'd like to hear more about Youth Initiative Scotland, go to our website, youthinitiativescot.com. Follow us on Twitter at YISC underscore 2018 or on Instagram and Facebook at Youth Initiative Scotland. Thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy the show. Yes, here we are. Looking forward to this one. I hope you are too. This is my man, James O'Reilly. Father James, we should say. Um, what do you call? What do you call? What are you supposed to say? A priest? Your, your, your what? Your, your grace? <laughs> no, definitely not. That's a bishop. So. All right, sorry. Sorry, should, should know that. Aye, that's that's right. Father's fine. James Father. is fine. Whatever, call me what you want. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, you've been called many things in your life, <laughs> Father James. This this is Jamesy. Jamesy's a good good friend of mine, a long time friend. Jamesy was there. Some of the most ex- important experiences in my life in Detroit, two thousand and seven. Um, Jamesy has journeyed alongside myself, alongside many others. Jamesy now does that in a professional capacity as a priest. Um, Jamesy. Comes from West Belfast, came up through YI. Jamesy trained as a PE teacher and went on to do a few other things, brief stint with youth initiatives working for them, and on to the priesthood, on to seminary and the priesthood. Um, it's an absolute pleasure. It's a great joy in my life to spend time chatting to James O'Reilly. So, pleasure's all yours today. I hope you enjoy this. Um, first things first, Jamesy. It seems like null and void has been taken off the table and it seems like Liverpool are going to be champions. Are you going to break lockdown rules to celebrate? I, I don't know if I can comment on that just yet, are they? Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's one of those things that I don't know how I'll react. Um, I'll just have to wait and see, you know. Mm. I, I, I'm, exci- I I'm, ex- I, I'm excited though. Uh, social distance, so, uh, social distance wave to every Man United. Fan, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'll think of something. I'll think of something to rub it in. So, so. good, good. Well, I'm, I'm excited for you. Um, although I would, definitely thanks for have, having me. I would, I would definitely have laughed if the league had been declared null and void. <laughs> but well, we don't think that's going to be the case. Um, so. Jamesy, tell us a little bit about yourself. First of all, before we get into stuff, what have you been up to? <clears throat> How does lockdown affect a priest? What do you end up doing? Are you, do you do less? Yeah. Quieter? Uh, do you know, for some priests, that's probably the case, to be honest. The first thing, Andy, is a privilege. Thank you for, uh, for asking me. It's great. It's great to chat. Yeah, and, and that, but uh, just the nature of, of where I'm at, you know, um, is means that 
Um, I'm actually still quite busy. You know, I'm looking after one of the hospitals in the diocese here, um, Andrew Maria Hospital. And um, whilst it hasn't been while busy in terms of calls, which thank God, that's, that's always a good sign. Um, part of my role is to be in the hospital most days, to be around, to be available for staff and stuff like that. So, so, um, so that's that's what I've been up to, kind of in the morning, saying mass, doing all those kind of things. And then our ministry has moved online, so um, I'm certainly not a techie. So that's what I'm learning, doing kind of things online. So, so I'm kept going. I'm kept going, um, which which I'd, I prefer, you know. I'd rather be that yeah. than twiddling my thumbs. So. But no, I'm a busy, busy boy. Good, good. Right, so busy. That's interesting in the hospital. Um, have you, is there many, like, people with the virus in the hospital at all, or is it? There, there, I mean, there is. I mean, everything's relative, isn't it? Mm. You know, there's, I don't know, maybe kind of a dozen or so uh, confirmed cases from um, the ill critically ill you know so and and I've, I've been called to some of those um patients which meant feeling done ppe gear and that's been that was an experience of, of humility of humbling and but also um quite quite nervous you know but mm-hmm. but uh, that's what we're, we're asked to do and we just do it you know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um what, what was that like because if you're being See the way you normally, I mean, the weirdest thing, one of the weirdest things for me has been like not shaking people's hands and stuff like that and not like greeting people you, in the way you normally would and stuff like that. What's it like, I guess, in terms of human connection when you're like all guarded up against so that you can see someone? How must that be? It's, that person or what? Uh, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's hard to gauge, you know, from my, from my perspective, you know, um, it's, it's awful, really. You know, it's very yeah. different. You know, the sac- you know, the sacrament that we talk about as as in the Catholic tradition, you know, is still valid. You know, the prayers yeah. still still work, so to speak. But um, there's definitely a connection. You know, a human connection that's that that you're not able to have. You know, um, and we just <laughs> we just pray. You know, and, and pray for safety and 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 all those things. But uh, not being able to have that. Uh, you know, you're wearing gloves and face masks and and visors. It's it's just it's just yeah. different. You know, it, it's it's just not. It's a reality that we have to face. You know, mm-hmm. if we're going to get through through it, though. So, interesting, mate. Good, right? Well, tell us a wee bit about yourself. So, I said you grew up in West Belfast. Whereabouts did you were you born? Where did you grow up? Tell us a little bit about that area. What it's like. So, um, so I grew up in West Belfast. You know, and. And the area that I grew up, um, it's called the Colin area, you know, and I first spent the first half of my life up to, well, less than half up until about 13, 14 in Polglass, you know, this kind of big kind of sprawling housing estate. And then at the age of 14, me and my family, we moved to Lagmore, which is, I suppose you call it the, the nicer part of the Colin area, you know, um, and where mum and dad still live to this day, you know, so, um, so yeah, that's where that's where I grew up. Very proud of proud of where I'm from, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what as as an area? What what is it like demographic wise? What's the you know? Uh, it's one of it's it's 
it's hard to kind of describe, you know, it'd be described as kind of socially deprived, um, working class, a lot of unemployment, um, you know, I, a lot of, there was a very high suicide rate at, at different points, you know, very, would be described as, yeah, that, that would be the kind of demographic of the area. Um, but when you grow up in it, you know, when that's, when that's home, you know, it, 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 you kind of see it in a different way, you know, like, I never ever once said, I never ever felt growing up that it was growing up in a rough area or anything like that, you know, do you know what I mean? I just, I just, that was, that was home and that was the reality. Um, um, but definitely a lot of challenges for a lot of families. I definitely wouldn't have considered myself in that bracket, you know, I felt very fortunate with my mom and dad and the open, but, um, but yeah, working class, issues, um, but a lot of goodness, a lot of incredible people from the area as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. So, what, what was your what was your school like? Um, how did you get on at school? Did you enjoy formal education? And Do you know, um, I I would probably say yes and no to be honest. Um, you know, I went to primary school in St Kieran's and Poglas. Shout out! You know, it's, I loved 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 primary school. Um, then, and it was really interesting because. When I was going on the secondary school, the, our year group was um, that year, kind of 84, 85 year group. Um, there was an unusually high number of, of kids. Mm. And, and so the year before, um, I, there was, I got a C in my 11 plus. That would have got you into uh, the grammar school that my, that my friends went to the year, the year before. And so we applied for that and didn't get in. And then there was very, it was very, uh, yeah, mum and dad were freaking out, and uh, because they didn't want me to go to St. Columns, which was the <laughs> local high school in Twinbrook. Yeah. And so, long story short, I ended up. I went to school in in Lisburn in St. Patrick's, uh, which I loved. But uh, the the irony of it was that around that time, St. Columns got a new principal, and the school just um, academically just went up and up and up and up right. and reputation where St. Patrick's went the other way <laughs> so it did and uh, so anyway so so I went to St. Patrick's in Lisbon and and I, I really enjoyed it you know I enjoyed it I, I had a lot of friends I, I I did okay academically I did my best um, was involved played a, played a lot of football um, uh, probably fourth year, fifth year was the highlight of my soccer career, you know, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I won that, like, I won, I won the footballer of the year, you know, and in terms of academics, you know, I, 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 I'm one of those people, um, who was never, I would never ever have considered myself academically gifted, you know, but I was always a grafter. I always worked hard and, and I gave it, I always felt I owed it to my family in some weird way, you know, to do my best. And so I did, and I came out of St. Patrick's the fifth year with six GCSEs, went on and did my A-levels. And, and so it's a hard one to answer because I found, school, I found academics tough, but I kind of in a weird way enjoyed it. Hmm. If, that, if that doesn't answer your question, I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah, that answers that. that. It was an open-ended. It wasn't the right answer or something. <laughs> yeah, no, I know, but uh, but it did go the right direction, yeah, really. Me. So the so the system was. Is it still the case then that if you do well at primary school, you get into a grammar school and I, it's like a grammar school 
that high achieving school or something like most yeah and so they well, still have yeah, yeah, they do. It's a different system. I don't really understand it. the system. I don't know. Is it the same around the the UK? But in the north of Ireland here, you know, they have these um, called GL exams, and which basically designate whether or not you go to a grammar school or not. Yeah. So you set an exam at the age of eleven. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and did okay. You know, I was delighted with my results. <laughs> But uh, well, definitely from the age of eleven, there's that kind of sense of failure. You you didn't get into the the smart school, you know, which yeah. which which is all it's it's awful. It's just not there's something there's <laughs> yeah. something wrong about uh, that, isn't there? Like, yeah, what does that do for all the people? Like, or the mindset when you show up for day one of absolutely the, the not smart school? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, it's something wrong. But anyway, interesting. Uh, that's that's fascinating. That's fascinating. Would, would it be the case at all that um, so the non-grammar schools would would they be more inclined towards like would they be better for things like woodwork, metalwork, any sort of like thing that might lead to a trade or something like that? Or, 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 or would see, it, I, 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 the case of I don't even know if that's if that's the case to be honest because I don't know if you can kind of measure that at that age. You know, uh, my experience growing up, um, you know, was that it's almost like you know you settle for mediocre when when you have the ability to not that a trade or anything's mediocre, you know, but no, but you you almost you almost settled, you know. Um, whereas you know, I I feel like you know, a lot of young people who have dreams and aspirations really have the ability to, to do that, you know, and if from an early age, if you don't get um, the right grade in your primary school leaving exam, it's almost a mindset, it's, it's set in almost immediately that, oh, I'm not smart enough to be a teacher or, or whatever, you know, so I'll, I'll maybe set my goal on this thing over here. And and I, I know a lot of, of friends of mine of, uh, colleagues and different people who who didn't do great went to went to secondary schools and and are thriving in, in academia because because they didn't allow their their grade at age 10 to dictate um how their life was going to turn out um there's probably a higher majority of folks in kind of secondary schools or non-grammar schools who do who do work in kind of trades and, and stuff like that but um i don't think that's it's based on a bit. I don't think it's kind of because of ability, to yeah. be honest, you know. Yeah. Yeah. We're obviously also making vast generalizations over <laughs> everyone that's yeah. academic does academic things and everyone that's not as. It's just my opinion. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. No, it's interesting. It would be fascinating to read some stuff about what that yeah. does for young people or what does to young people, even worse. Um, Good. Right, thanks. Thanks. Um, so at what point did you meet youth initiatives and all that? Um, so I was, I think I was seven, 16, 17. I was almost 17. And uh, me and my me and my friends, my mates, we were we were in Lagmore where I was where I'm from. The the place where we would gather to play football was the church car park. Um, that's that's where we gathered, and we couldn't play one day because there was something going on, and it was a mission that youth initiatives were running, and 
There was a Franciscan priest, Father Stan Fortuna, who was running a mission, uh, or youth initiative brought over, and he was going around the parishes. And, and so we were kind of outside, literally, you know, that at the edge of the church car park, and we saw all this going on. And every day you see this kind of weird looking monk with a beard and a dress, you know. And, and uh, yeah, he had dreadlocks, you know, he said kind of this Greek, Greek. Yeah, but it's Greek American. Anyway, um, we saw it and we were very intrigued. But um, the youth worker at the time, who still works for Youth Initiatives, Andy, Andy Hewitt, came. He saw us and came over and said and introduced himself and invited us to come in, and and we did. And and it was it was weird, man. It was it was just interesting, and it was the start of my journey with Youth Initiatives. Um, I mean, I, I don't really, I don't remember anything that Father Stan said. There was no kind of, it was just a, a first impact. And then I met kind of all the youth workers at the time and I got involved in the summer scheme. And that was really the, the beginning of my relationship with YI. Mm-hmm. So you got involved in the summer scheme. That was the next thing, I guess. It was the start of summer that yeah. was then. Yeah. So what were, right, so explain what summer schemes are, first of all. Okay. Because I don't know that we have a concept of that. What would that okay. involve? So, uh, I mean, and it was the first time I was ever involved in anything like that, really. But um, basically a two-week two program for kids where they would come every day. They would go away on trips, play games. And, and YI is based on volunteers. You know, they for the summer scheme to run, they need um, volunteers. You know, the staff can't do it and so we were invited to come along and volunteer to lead games to look after basically look after kids for for a couple of weeks mm-hmm. and so you are that's a that's a rough ver- version but 16 year old looking after kids <laughs> <laughs> um so like what were the, what were some of the first things that you liked about it then and what made you start coming back then the model of youth initiatives is brilliant um from the moment that I got involved, and it wasn't just me, I was involved with some of my friends. And when we got involved in summer schemes, it was just, it was just a fun place to be around. Mm. Um, I'd been involved, and I'd been, I'd went to other youth organisations, and and it was very kind of robotic. You know, you walked into a hall full of um, pool tables and table tennis tables, and that's great for what it is. Um, but there was something about how youth initiatives approached youth work that was different um, and I, it's only looking back that I that I kind of understand that um, where it was a relational model where I was getting alongside you um, and journeying with you um, which is what YI is about uh, it's about being creative and helping you um, grow into the first of the person that they believe God wants you to be uh, does that make sense do you, do you yeah, understand what I mean yeah. yeah so they journey with you they um help you pursue your dreams would you be encouraged to figure out what you want yeah yeah absolutely you know they um they didn't you know they every young person every person that comes through the doors is is taken um just as you are what you bring um and gifts and talents and everything that you have to offer and and why i the youth workers the model is to really journey alongside you and you know you know, it sounds kind of cheesy, but but it's true. It's can help you become the the person that you were created to be. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and and that's and that's so so important mm-hmm. for young people um mm-hmm. in our world mm-hmm. cool um right do you have um could you give me maybe your top three yi moments your kind of most they could be most profound or, or funniest or get your top three moments if you can narrow it down to three Oh man, there's I, I I was there's so many that I could think of. I could tell you number one straight off the bat, you know, um, I because that's easy because it's the number of my life. Full stop is is at a, at a summer camp, um, yeah, um, where I I yeah I had an encounter where I and and it's so hard to explain where you realised. Um, Fully, that that my life matters, that that my life has meaning and purpose and direction, because I'm a son of God, um, and, and that that that's number one. Um, now, there's so many that I could say that come in after that, Andy. Um, of we had a we had a trip away. One of my first trips away with, with why I was when we went camping um, in Scotland in the Highlands. Oh, really? It was. Which was meant, which was mental. Um, <laughs> I'd never been away camping in my life. I didn't realize how much of a city boy I was until I ended up in the middle of the woods. Um, I was just, it was just brilliant, brilliant crack away with a bunch of young people, and and then uh, I mean, there's so many kind of individual moments. There's moments since I kind of left YI, um, but we also had kind of a mission trip, <laughs> and I. It was a mission trip in inverted commas because it was the we went to Minnesota in the states in two thousand and four, and and it was just a holiday, you know. It was, <laughs> <laughs> and anybody will tell you, but it was just a it was just brilliant. It was just a brilliant experience to be away, um, to see the world, to go away with 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 your friends, you know. Um, yeah, the other three, the first three that kind of come to mind. <laughs> what, like, what did you do in Minnesota? Like, what was the plan? So we went to Uncle Jim's cabin. Um, Uncle Jim, <laughs> we, we only met him once. We just knew it was Uncle Jim's cabin for the Fourth of July. Didn't know whose uncle it was. <laughs> then, just <laughs> it was, no, it was uh, the people who were out there. We were out yeah, there yeah. with, yeah. But we, it was just this big party for the for the Fourth of July. So, and, and it was brilliant. One of the boys, oh, jeepers, it's, it was a horror story. One of the boys, uh, a friend um, called Blaine, shout out to Blaine, jumped in the river and couldn't swim. And it was very, it was very dramatic. And also, <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's okay. <laughs> he's okay now. You can laugh about it now. Uh, it, was, it was brilliant. Um, we were supposed to do. I mean, to be honest, we were, I think like the week before or something, um, we had these kind of trips planned, these kind of service projects that fell through almost immediately before we went. Um, So, which that didn't help things. So, um, yeah, so we kind of traveled around a bit. We we did bits and pieces. We did a wee bit of work, um, but uh, the... Like the the boys went to Minnesota and the girls went to the Bronx in New York, mm-hmm. and they were it sounded like they were doing real work. So it did, but we were we just had us for a couple of weeks. It was class. So it was. <laughs> Good. So. Good. Um, excellent. So, what what what's why I meant for your life? Where where are you because of it, and and where might you be without it? 
Well, you know, I'm I'm one of the biggest champions for why, and they really am, um, because it changed my life. You know, um, you know, before my, you know, before my, I, I, I would say I was I was a, I was just an, another kid. You know, um, played football, just in, had friends. You know, was doing okay. Um, but but when I when I met YI when I encountered YI, um, I began to understand more about who I am and who I was created created to be, and and it really t- took my life's trajectory where I was going. I've no idea. Um, you know, I I was the first in my family to go to university and do all that, and, and which was a great honor um, to make. It was a great honor, and I say this. And I mean this in the best possible way, you know. I did that for my mum, you know, um, because before that, I, I kind of I didn't really know what I wanted, but I knew my life had meaning, and I, I needed to figure that out. And why I helped me, um, why I kind of facilitated um, being able to go and live and serve in inner city Detroit for a year, which was which was brilliant, um, and my life's went on this path it's really led me to where I am now to above all to knowing God um, to knowing who I am in God um, why I has helped me see um, that God has this incredible plan for me and, and for all of us uh, and that I, that God can use me to, to um, in some in some small way um, in his plan. So so yeah, um, why I before why I I didn't I didn't really know who I was, I didn't know where I was going, um, but why I was the start of something something incredible that led led to um, being a priest. And that's not to say when you go to why you're going to become a priest, you know, um, <laughs> but <laughs> but what it is well, what it is to say, <laughs> but what it uh, what it is to say is. That why I the model of why I the ethos and why helped me see that that I could make a difference in the world, mm. that my life has meaning and direction and purpose. If I if I could sum it up in one sentence, that would be it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks. Um, last question, mate. When you you've obviously actually been in all seats and you've been in the, you've obviously actually been in the school and you've uh, been to Scotland. But when are you coming back to visit YI Scotland? That's right. Um, did did you tell everybody that whenever I was in All Saints that time that I was actually on a three day kind of sabbatical and that uh, I was supposed to be not doing any work? Did you tell mm. people that? Aldi, mm. Did you? It's not work. It's not work. <laughs> to your mate. It um, when I'm coming back, um, I, I, I was supposed to be coming back recently and it didn't work out because of different things but as soon as I get the invite I'll be from the first plane over <laughs> um, so um, I'll get you over for a retreat or something next time ah be class um, good man um, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you it always is I uh, I hope we hope everybody enjoys this and thanks for your time Father James Thanks for having us, and uh, hopefully it made sense. It made sense to me anyway. So <laughs> good. Uh, that, that, Thanks, Andy. Cheers. Thank Thanks, you. guys.